Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. Please don't uninstall us Lando style, but it's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. Lee. And our special guest for this week... Susie! Woo! Yeah. Clap, Su- clap, 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 clap. Susie. Round of applause. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> the very understated Susie is back with us again. <laughs> how's, uh, how's things north of the border? And you nearly spilt that drink then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm feeling very socially distanced. Well, you're in Scotland. Like, you're in Scotland. That's what happens and, anyway. Uh, <laughs> we are as far away. We're like so far socially distanced that like we're ticking all the boxes tonight. It's good. <laughs> yeah, another, another show that we're doing in uh, three different locations. Four? Is it not four? Four? Four. four. Yes, four. Chris and Lee don't live together. <laughs> no, we do not. Yes. It's, it's been don't a... live together yet. <laughs> that last photo I took of them together, it could have... Um, yeah. You, you can't tell. Uh, it's, been, it's been a long day. I'm struggling. You only don't live together because I'm not willing to make the jump. <laughs> well, well it, it may be a necessity soon, Lee, if we keep getting told that we're um, not allowed to work. This is true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Roommates, bedmates. So we're, we're professional podcasters now. It's completely unsustainable, but um, Ab- it sounds absolutely. Good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so does that mean I should be charging you a fee for using my connection here? No, um, no, we can knock, we can knock it off the office rental that Three Legs Four Wheels has been doing at the towers here for a while. <laughs> we'll come, we'll come to some arrangement later. Um, but obviously, it's the financial situation that is kind of mainly in the F1 news today because Zach Brown has said that uh, F1 could be in danger of losing four teams if the coronavirus crisis carries on for much longer. Um, time for some wild conjecture between the five of us. Who do we think he means? Well, Williams, obviously. Yeah. Because mm. Williams have just uh, furloughed, uh, furloughed their staff and um, sen- senior staff and drivers have just taken a pay cut and that happened this afternoon. Have McLaren yes. not done the same? Uh, yes, yes, they have. I think but they've I, I, just I'm done not that. Sure. Yeah, I think they've just done that to be smart. I don't think that's actually they're in financial trouble because their money comes from Bahrain royalty. I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, I would say probably Sauber or Alpha, do you think? You know, whichever you want to call them. Ah, sorry, when you said Sauber or Alpha, I was not sure what Alpha we were talking about. The Swiss team. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the Swiss team. Sauber, Alpha Romeo, Alpha Romeo, Sauber, Alpha Romeo, Sauber, Peter Sauber. That, that team. Orland. From Switzerland. <laughs> Um, no, I think they're okay. They've got too much of a connection with Ferrari, I think. And they've got all Do the you not think that the money. satellite teams might be the, sort of the money money hemorrhages for these teams? Because I think that uh, Alpha Tori and Selba, Alpha Ferrari Rosso, whatever it is, would uh, <laughs> uh, like could be two of the ones that end up going. No, I think they're too important to development, and that's the thing. Yeah, this is maybe like obviously a thing in the short term, but you, you're forgetting that the power of the companies that are actually, especially with uh, mm. like uh, Alpha Tori, no, they're fine. The Red Bull's pocket is as deep as, I don't know, 
some sort of geological location that goes very far down. So they they have nothing to worry the about. Mariana Trench. <laughs> that's where I was going. The only th- the only thing that's lower is Helmut Marco's morals after last week. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Submarine poop. <laughs> I um yeah, I think those teams are going to be okay because at the end of the day, if they go, it's putting their future championships in jeopardy, let's say. Um, and I think the companies are financially stable enough and the, the companies that support them are financially stable enough. Yeah. So I reckon Haas could be on, on the list of those four because, well, I mean, Gene Haas has said how this season starts depends on whether he's going to plough a load more money in for five years into the F1 team. And Joe Maybe to... that's good for them that the season hasn't started. <laughs> <laughs> Saving him money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how, how many front wings has Grosjean not broken? And uh, we're in April. Save them millions. <laughs> mm. he, he's building his own um, his own eye rig at the moment. He's doing his setup, Grosjean. He's constructing something himself. Oh God! Yeah, there are pictures. I can't wait to see his eye racing, like safety rating. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, eye racing does ban you for crashing too much. Yeah, <laughs> clearly, Roman sh- Grosjean sure does about, not know this. Are you sure about that? Have you seen one of Lando's streams when they play eye racing? Jeez. I mean, I mean, talking of eye racing, I had the. Um, I was kind of watching the um, IndyCar race in the background. And I was. The other night, and I was surprised to see Scott Speed in it because he got banned from iRacing racing for being too crashy, virtually as well as in real life. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was actually it was actually that bad that iRacing racing banned him for a while because he um, he got shunted off track by someone and then um, drove drove around the circuit the wrong way and ploughed into him to take him out. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> but um. I love it. But anyway, back to um, back back to real F one. I think I think there's a chance that Haas could be on the list because um, I think Gene Haas may end up pulling. Uh, Sorry, that was me sending uh, a picture of a cat. To uh, the, uh... Uh, we're, we're being invaded <laughs> by a podcat. Um, but yeah, Gene Haas may. I only sent one. <laughs> Stop replying to Sean's message. Um, but yeah, Gene Haas may pull the uh, pull the plug on funding the team if. Um... Oh God. Now I'm getting other messages as well. This is going really well. I don't know if the... I think... No, the desk isn't picking it up. Oh, God. I've lost my thread. Gene has said he might well pull the plug if things go badly before they have to sign up for another five years, which was going to be part of the 2021 regulations, now held back till 2022. But could he drop out early? That's the, that's the question. I, yeah. I, don't, I, mm, I don't think he would, though. There's no sponsorship on that Haas car. I mean, they did tiny bit of rich energy last year. That went disastrously. There's no title sponsor, and there never really has been on Haas. So they're completely um, funded self-sufficiently, bankrolled by Gene Haas. Um, if it's not going to plan, um, he's a he's a wise man. He's not going to sort of sit there and keep throwing money at it for it to not work. If it's not working, I think he'll he he'd pull the plug. I think there is some extra funding. Wait, com- can we can we just go back and be saying you're talking about the wise man that decided it was a good idea to not have custom customizable parts. <sighs> That was an unwise decision, but yeah. 
If you ever go into his office, just check to see how much of the furniture comes from Ikea as well as the car. Just... Ikea? Don't do you mean Marinello? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think with, with ex, there is extra money coming into the team because um, Grosjean does bring quite a, quite a bit of sponsorship from uh, Total, or Total. Yeah, but how, how much of that goes it? on to his damage? This is like when Maldonado brought money. It's like it's a bit of a false economy when mm. you're breaking that much stuff. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> I, I think it, I think it would be a, a real shame if um, Haas goes. Not only just for the fact that people obviously be out of jobs um, and that will be one less team on the grid, but hopefully, if that was the case, that he would sell the team and not just get rid of it. Um, but I think Gene Haas could have had a really, really good thing with Formula One, and I just think he took shortcuts, and I think that was detrimental to the the health of the team financially and also um, how how well they would succeed. I think. Yeah, because I think he's, he's trying to run it in a very similar way to how um, how a NASCAR team's run. Because NASCAR, you buy you buy the car, you buy the engine, you buy all the bits, and all um, all you're plugging into it is minor mechanical and a few allowable aero tweaks and a shitload of advertising decals. I'm probably going to get ripped apart by NASCAR fans for saying that, but <laughs> this is how it appears to me as a non NASCAR aficionado. But that's why a wise man would have probably known that that's not how Formula One works. Um, but no, I res- I've got a lot of respect for Gene Haas, and obviously he's done a lot in like motorsport and a whole. And I just think it was just a missed opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I mean Gene Haas, he he totally reinvented how you 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 bring a team into Formula One, didn't he? Um, with buying buying parts in from Ferrari, um, that was it. The following year's car, or two years later, basically was a carbon copy of the of the Ferrari from the previous year. Um, so in that respect, you know, it's is it cutting corners or is it just is it just trying to get to trying to get to point trying to find different ways to to point B from point A. Um, we we saw the other three teams didn't we, that came in in 2010. They folded. They went by the wayside. Haas seem to have some kind of sustainability in that they they do fight for points every now and again. Whereas if you look at like Caterham and um, Marussia and the HRT, it was a miracle if one of them scored points at one point during the during the year at that one crazy race. Whereas Haas do score points and have been scoring points, you know, um, quite. Um, What's the word? Yeah, quite a lot. There we go. <clears throat> quite, a, quite, um, quite occasionally. Oh, yes. oh, the English language is really struggling with us tonight. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm being so cooped so. I've been cooped up inside for a long time. Please be kind. <laughs> <laughs> only speak to people online. Exactly, you luckily I'm not trying to speak to you in a moat. <laughs> I talk once a week. This is it. This is the only time I talk any any part of the week. Uh, I mean, otherwise, I'm just type. Chris, has it got to, has it got to the point where your girlfriend tells you a joke and you actually answer by saying "lol"? <laughs> I just, just I just send her a text. <laughs> Angry <Well>. face, poo. <laughs> yeah, what I do is I send that laughing face with the with the tears coming out of it. Oh, like, that it, is my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I send three of those, but really, what I've done is mildly smirk. <laughs> <laughs> it is you've got to overreact 
to be an emoji, haven't you? You can't actually just go with the like, nah. There's no sort of okay, shruggy shoulders thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, obviously, there's something gone wrong with social distance and me not speaking to people here because I'm going to play devil's advocate for Hass. I'm not sure how this has happened, <laughs> but we shouldn't hell. forget. But we should we shouldn't forget that up until last year. Like Hass's model was going really well, and we were kind of praising Hass for coming in and being competitive. And the, the the idea they had of coming in, buying the parts, and then slowly taking bits off and slowly producing their own car, I think worked. It was just the fact whatever whatever happened to Hass last year, where they just had no clue what was going on with the car from like the second race into the season. You know, I can. It was such a strange situation for them, not only to have that, then to have all the mess-ups with the rich energy stuff. You know, it, it was the perfect storm to send a team into the shit tip. I think some of that could have been down to Alfa Romeo becoming Alfa Romeo because the last couple of years before that, we'd all been cracking jokes about how Haas are just another yeah. Ferrari, whereas Ferrari yeah. have now yeah, gone yeah. and bought themselves another just another Ferrari and maybe don't care about Haas as much. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair statement to say. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think one of the other teams that everyone would put in the list of uh, foreign most danger to pull out would be, um, would be Renault. Just going on previous form, um, you know, it's Monday. Oh, are Renault leaving Formula One today? Oh, I think the writing's on the wall with them because they're just not... They can't seem to just... They can't seem to just break through. And I think, obviously, because we've had the discussion about Renault, part of, like, is it is it basically the full thing's owned by the French government? Mo- mostly state-owned. State yeah. Um, so I can understand that there's a whole lot of pressure on that team that does that there's there's not in the other teams. Um, if you're playing playing with tax money, basically, I mean, let's be honest, that's basically what it is. Um, that there's a whole level of expectation and pressure that comes with that. And if they can't break through, then really, what is the point in them being there? They can maybe go and invest in another motorsport, things like that. They'll still be able to keep keep on with their esports teams and things of that nature because actually the Renault esports teams are really good and um, the people that they've got on board are are, are great um, so I think they'll maybe want to carry that on if they do pull out the Formula 1 but I think what they'll do is maybe go into another motorsport that's maybe less expensive and going to use less taxpayer money to run than I mean, being Formula 1 I don't, I don't know what that would be because I mean they've not long pulled out of Formula E because they were running the uh, the Edams project and they've passed that over to Nissan who actually own a large a large part of Renault that the French government don't own because they're they're all part of the same group which I found out with all the um Carlos Gosen scandal. Mm. Yeah. Um so yeah I mean where you know where would Renault go in motorsport because this new LMDH class that nobody seems to have a clue what's going on it just looks like it's going to be another excuse for Toyota to build the next world's fastest Prius. Um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 not going to be for them because manufacturers were pulling out of um, pulling out of that class in WEC left, right, and centre. Um, they're not they're not going to make a GT entry because don't you need to to enter the GT classes? Don't you need to um, sell a number of road going cars in the same way that 
about um, the superbikes regulations, are we? You've got to have a road version of the bike to enter it in the championship. I yeah, think it's, it's a fairly nominal. Rules, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a fairly nominal amount you have to sell, though. But I mean, would, yeah. would anybody want to buy a Renault Super GT? Well, it, mm. it would depend on how they made it. I mean, if you if you look at it, if they made it basically like a souped up Clio, people really like that. They think that's really popular. If they tap into the right market and see a gap for it, then they will sell some. But like Shan made the point of, you don't need to sell hundreds of thousands of this car to to be able to to be able to go in and um, compete with it. So uh, they could literally go and sell only in France. Let's say, let's say they managed to like really zone in and like a target market that they could really sell to, and they sold let's say like fifty thousand minimal figure amount but they have a car their road car they go wait let's just go into gt they own alpine as well don't they don't forget that so uh, renault and um you know they bought alpine i think it was in the 70s they bought that and they did bring out the alpine car it was a couple of years ago they bought the alpine back so they mm-hmm. could have a, a Renault Alpine entry in 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 GT. That's not beyond the realms of possibility. I didn't think it. I didn't think of it that way. I completely, I'd completely forgotten about um, Alpine cars. They, they they were a regular that of my. That's a nice sweet uh, card as well. Yeah, Alpines were a regular of my uh, top Trump supercars packs back in the nineteen seventies. For anyone that remembers that. Just me then. Fair enough. When, <laughs> I had when top, the top Trump's cars were made of slate. <laughs> <laughs> And the horse you rode in on. Um, <laughs> what what next would we be looking at? Racing Point, I don't think, would be on that list. Or, no, no, Ast- or right. Aston Martin to be, because that's come through this week that it's still going ahead with the uh, with the renaming for 2021, that the Silverstone team will now be Aston Martin. Do we think that Aston Martin will survive all of this? Well, the- Till it gets to that point, I think I think the will now because they finally got the uh, they've got the stroll money. Um, the deal actually completed in the last week or so because yeah, there was all, on April Fool's Day. Yeah, there was all, there was all the big fuss about um, you know Lawrence Stroll's putting X amount in for X stake, and then all of a sudden the share price tanked as a lot of other share prices have recently. And then it was Lawrence Stroll is putting in less money for a bigger stake if it happens. But yeah, as of um, as of last week, it's finally happened, and I think it's now put the company on a stable footing because they've actually, um, as part of this um, part of this takeover, they've now got the cash reserves to survive for I think it's something like a year without selling a car. Oh wow! Okay, oh, that's so, handy because <laughs> that's probably going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sad reality. That is. Yeah, and probably I, true. And I think with um, with the team being part of the same overall organisation, um, obviously I think there's a little bit of separation between what we now currently know as Racing Point and Aston Martin, the company, for the time being. Um, I think that that, but having Lawrence Stroll at the helm, that will be enough to um, to keep them going for a year. I mean, there's been no there's been no mention of sort of financial problems for the team since since he took over. And they seem in a solid enough place to um, to actually weather this out. So I, I think we can I think we can sort of discount them from being on uh, this potential four. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't work think well. 
Mm. I think it could work well for Aston Martin this because obviously going how it would have been into 2021 would have been like a step into the unknown for everybody. But racing points seem to have a really good car this year. Oh, which, well, they, yeah, I mean, when it, it looked it, like a podium setter. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder why they had a good car. Uh, no, how, 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 many, how many podiums did that car sit on last year? <laughs> but um, I, what I was going to say was, if what I what I think is going to happen happens, and this season gets abandoned, and then essentially the cars are just mothballed, and that's what we race next year. Um they'll be rebranding that Austin Martin and all of a sudden Austin Martin might explode into Formula One as like the second or third fastest team and everyone go oh that's amazing and like the PR wise it'll be great for them possibly I mean don't forget as well that the part of the uh, there was supposed to be an emergency meeting which I'm guessing is going to happen much like we're doing this podcast through Skype Um, there's going to be emergency I think it may have been today um, I should probably have read the article properly first. <laughs> yeah, th- um... no, nah, why do research? No, I, th- I think I yeah, think it yeah. I think it was today, but I think they were being all posh and everything and using Zoom. You know, they they actually right, like okay. Zoom posh. Well, yeah, because it's on video, so you've got to like wear normal clothes and shave and yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be, but the emergency <laughs> meeting was to discuss the fact that they need to chop the budget a bit more than they were going to. And um, from what I could tell, Zach Brown and even Mercedes were were up for slashing the budget a bit more to make it a bit fairer on the smaller teams when they eventually get racing again um but it's ferrari and red bull that are putting the um you know the sticks in the wheel to sort of you know foul it up for everyone else i believe that's been agreed has it been agreed today i, I think yeah because I, I read something just before um before we did this but I, I only had time to do like headline reading and um i think i think that's been agreed let's um, do some ferrari searching yeah, I think Ferrari agreed to it too. And the, the only other thing I caught from the article was that Red Bull had agreed to it, but only it's not cut as much as they wanted. They've kind of met in the middle. And Christian Horner said he's he's he doesn't think it should the budget should be cut any more than that. We should find other ways to cut the cut costs in Formula One than the actual budget cap. Is yeah. it just me or is Red Bull at the moment being really just rebellious and... I- at the moment, I'd have, got, I'd have gone for a no, bag. I'd have gone for a bag of dicks. <laughs> I'm trying to be a little bit more diplomatic because I'm actually one of my uni topics is on Red Bull, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm being neutral. But I feel like you would always, if Red Bull were um, picking a fight, let's say with somebody, nine times out of ten they were doing it because it was for the right thing. Or they were challenging something that they thought was wrong. Whereas I feel something shifted in the past, I don't know how many months, but anytime I hear something about Christian Horner or Red Bull, or um, and there's like yeah. maybe an argument between the teams and things like that, there was obviously, I'm just going to say a rumour because I don't think, know necessarily whether it was true or not, but apparently Red Bull were wanting to carry on with, I think they were the last team to agree to suspend the race in, in Australia. Yeah, I read that. There was, and I, like I say, it was. A, I'm saying it's a rumor. <laughs> um, it's probably fact. I'm going to. Um, <laughs> but having my diplomatic hat on, um, so, it was. It was reported by sources that they were wanting to yes. carry on. Which I, I heard. 
I heard Christian right. Horner went all Drago and said, like, as far as the mechanic goes, if he dies, he dies. Let's race. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting I, I this as fact now, are we, Lee? <laughs> none, none, of the, none, of, none of the above might be true. <laughs> but yeah, they seem to be um, just being involved in stuff for all the wrong reasons at the moment. It's, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that, you, you can't tell if they're doing it for um, doing it for the lols or being genuinely a bag of dicks. I think Horner's got an unbelievable talent at sounding like he's being sort of altruistic and let's do this for the greater good of Formula One, while secretly it all being for the greater good of Red Bull. It's a thing called ethical egoism. That's good. I like that. Keeping that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's a good description. Is that an official description? Yes, Google it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually, funnily enough, I've, I seem to be, since doing my ethics um, module as part of my master's degree, I've been learning a lot of this stuff, and I've been able to apply it a lot to Formula One recently, um, especially cool, yeah. though, especially the whole Helmet Marco thing that happened last week as well. I actually... Um, uh, said a wee piece on it on Twitter about uh, it, just based on the things that I've learned at university and uh, it's something that I'm really interested in now is that sort of corporate governance and ethics and and it's very much at the tippity top of everything at Formula One at the moment um, so it's been interesting to sort of follow all the news especially at the teams and all the furloughs of staff yeah. and then obviously the teams taking cuts where they can and the drivers taking cuts so a lot of that applies to ethics and corporate governance which people wouldn't think think about when they see these decisions but there's a lot of the processes that um, you have to go through and especially also risk management which is a big part of corporate governance as well um, so there's like us the, the teams have gone through steps basically um, and there's lots of things that um, that they're having to deal with uh, yeah. and some teams are doing better at it than others that's that's we one that's one way of putting it <laughs> <laughs> mercedes seem to be like the good guys at the moment don't they you know they, they they are sort of advocating for the smaller teams to um you know catch up a little bit so they they, they were one of the first teams to, to agree to this budget cut which the meeting was about today um it also the, the the wording of the cancellation of the australian grand prix was oh sorry postponement of the australian grand prix was um quite interesting because Mercedes when they put their their press statement out says Mercedes have requested from the officials that the uh, that the GP is cancelled um it seems like they were the first ones to make the moves to say look we need to cancel this race because at least one team has pulled out and that's not fair because of course McLaren had already pulled out by that point yep but also if you think about it this way and here's me being all the smart about it again or trying to be smart about it <laughs> um the whole thing with mercedes jumping in I, I mean you've got to obviously think about the link now between mclaren and mercedes there is a loyalty there now because when next year happens i think it's i think it is still going to be the mercedes engine that's going to be in that car next year and also with mercedes turning around and saying oh let's take let's do the cuts help out the smaller teams of course they're going to do that because at the end of the day, if some of those smaller teams go, that's money out of their pocket. Yeah. So, yes, they might be the good guys, but 
like I said, that there's a whole like they're coming out smelling of roses when really it's a it's a logical, well thought out business decision for them to be ethical in this situation because in the long run it's going to benefit them financially. Um but the thing is, though, I mean, but it doesn't just. But it's not just the terms of Mercedes in terms of the engines and the teams that they have that are their supplying engines too. But it's talent as well, because you've got to remember that Total Wolf has like a massive investment in the likes of George Russell, for instance. If Williams goes, where does he go? And that's yeah. the thing. It's not just Mercedes' interest when you look at this. This is Total Wolf's interest too. Yeah, I mean, Mercedes- and also Toto has a hand in Lando Norris's management as well. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, you, you look, you're looking at, and um, with the Esteban Ocon thing as well. All right, he's on a sort of contract loan to Renault for two years, but he's still a Mercedes driver um, at the end of that. So Toto Wolff has actually got control of twenty five percent of the grid, <laughs> and yet we see him as the good guy. He's managed it very well. <laughs> that, that is that is genius. <laughs> The greatest stunt the devil ever pulled was convincing people he didn't exist. <laughs> when really he started owning the whole thing. <laughs> but that's what that's what I'm saying. It's uh, everyone's like, oh, well done, total great job. Like you're a good guy, and it's like, just really think about what he's actually doing. Mm. He's pulling off a great stunt. It's going to benefit him. It's going to benefit Mercedes. I mean, it's brilliant. It's um, it's great business. I mean, he's ticking every single ethical corporate governance box that there is. I mean, why why didn't they have Total Wealth in charge when all the diesel situation was going on with, with Mercedes, BW, <laughs> and Audi and all the rest of them? I mean, just put him in charge. I mean, they'd come out, <laughs> coming out and everybody was like, yep, come BW out. went and gas monkeys. <laughs> Brilliant. Come out smelling of roses instead of smelling of red X. <laughs> <laughs> That's two laps I've got tonight. Did the first one get recorded? (laughs) Probably not. Right, one team that I think would be in the four, and I don't know if anybody agrees with me on this, but I think Alpha Tori are in danger because um, if there's only seven teams on the grid, then the top teams have to run three cars. Now, this would mean the Red Bull would be one of the teams having to run three cars. So the Red Bull organisation would be running a total of five cars. Finish off the Alpha Tori team and all of a sudden it becomes cheaper for Red Bull because they're not running five cars as a group anymore, they're just running three. So how many total cars would that be on the grid then if the top teams are running three? How many are we saying um, three top three teams? I think it might it might even be the top four teams depend, depending on how many teams pulled out. So that would be 50. If four teams pull out, that leaves you with six teams. I'm pretty sure all of them would have to run three cars. Okay, so Red Bull could control a third of the grid. Um, well, no, because if Alpha, Tor- if Alpha Tori pull out, then Red Bull don't have the expense of having to run five or six cars, depending on yeah. how many cars they make each team run. But if Alpha Tori like don't Susie pull out... But like Susie said before, though, the, 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 the pockets of Red Bull is, uh, and Red Bull's owners, Mataschitz, is, they're, they're so deep that... Is is that going to be a problem? Is, is It's going to go one way or the other. Is it, It's either going to be... It's either going to be a huge... Um, sort of downfall for the for the satellite teams, like what Lee was saying. Alpha Romeo are going to be in trouble. Um, you, you you know Alpha Tori as well probably. Um, or it's going to work 
completely the opposite way around, and they're going to be safe because the the parent teams, if you want to call them that, are just going to plow the money into them to keep them going for development yeah, reasons. Red Bull, Red Bull, and AlphaTauri are not part of our worries at all. Like they they really they really aren't. I mean, if 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 Red Bull had it their way, they would have a third team. Because at the end of the day, they actually have the talent to have been able to pull off a third team. Yeah, nope, I mean, nope, got... nope. They've just sacked the drivers that would drive for it. Oh, no, it's all right. They've just hired some more. You're all right, as you were. <laughs> but they have they have got so many in F3. I think they've got a couple in F2 this year. They've got they've, There's another batch that are maybe two years ready from probably being kicked out for the rest of their career. But, um, yeah, if they... Until think, they get called back again. Until until then. But yeah, if, if it got to a point where you had to have three car teams and Red Bull and AlphaTauri were still going, I think they would quite like the idea of six cars. I think that would yeah. appeal quite a lot to them. And if they don't have AlphaTauri, they can't have a young driver's programme because they've got nowhere to put them. And yeah. that's sort of their target market for Red Bull, the product. Is yeah, the, the, the wacky they've... youth. Shan, I 100% agree mm. with you on that. I genuinely think, but uh, I, to be honest, that's the thing. I would not be surprised. See if one of the teams that were going under were like, we're up for sale. I would not be slightly surprised if Red Bull turned down and said, here's a chunk of money. We're going to rebrand it something completely different, out with the Red Bull name, just so we have bums on seats. That could that could be the answer if Gene Haas decides yeah, to uh, pack it in. That would be a big fuck you at Rick e- Rich Energy as well, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if they, if they buy their team. <laughs> um, Williams is obviously in the most danger at the minute. I you would, would have to say. I so. would. Yeah. I would think just be, just mm. because um, the situation on and off track that they've been in for the last few years. And um, I mean, go, going back to the what was it the. Um, the last Formula One, what was it, Constructors Association, Teams Association, the last threat of a breakaway series, and Williams said that um, they weren't going with the um, with the majority of the constructors because all all they are is a race team and that's all they do and they race in Formula One and that's why they had to uh, they had to sign up. Um, yeah, they've they've got they've got next to nothing else, and I think they are in. They are in the most perilous position right now. I, ju- I just think the whole thing's tragic. I I genuinely do. It's I just don't. I still to this day. I mean, obviously, I don't know how they've got to this point, but it's it's still a thing. It's there has to be. And then obviously, Nicholas Latifi's come come in and he's brought a huge pot of money uh, to Williams. Um, but at this point, it's a little bit redundant. Because basically this was the year that they were going to really rebuild and um, and base their performance off that new sort of financial input that they have and that partnership they have with Nicholas Latifi because he seemed really happy to join Williams. Um, him and George seemed to get on really great together. Um, you can see the camaraderie actually between them on uh, George's Twitch channel. Um, the two of them get on and he calls them Nicky all the time and they just, they, they're like, they've got a wee magic pairing together and I think them two together would have really boosted the morale at Williams and really pushed the team forward this year but with everything that's happened I don't know if they're going to be able to get to that point where I think they're going to be damaged again and it's going to be they get to the first race of this season whenever that happens 
and it's going to be there could be parts being delayed and all that sort of stuff again and it's just it's just bloody shame it's heartbreaking yeah it, it is a shame for them it, it is a shame because it, even if they were sort of propping the field up again it kind of looked like they at least got onto the back of it you know it's because it, i mean they they looked like they were going to be sort of tangling with Haas, didn't they yeah, it, yeah, it was it was, it was seeming, seeming that way in uh, in testing. They were definitely. It looked like as if they were. They might not be last. This is, yeah. Yeah. this is an improvement. This is great. Like there, there was going to be more competition, not just in the sort of middle field. There was actually going to be more competition towards, just basically from the middle field back um so it looked like it was going to be an exciting start and potentially it would have been opportunities for this year too for williams to get more sponsorship and uh, more money from different places um but just it's just not happened has it it's george russell i feel the most sorry for here because i i really think he's world championship material well and uh I have a little bit of an observation, um, and I don't know what you guys might think of it. This is a Susie speculation coming for you. Right, ca- ca- careful how you go on this one. George Russell and Lee are actually related. Are they? <laughs> cousin. Through cousins. No, he's not. He is. No, a really family weird. tree Genuinely. got drawn yeah, yeah. and everything. Don't worry, I'm not going to say anything bad. It's <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's not, it's it's like completely like opposite ends of the family and we don't really know each other. It was really funny when we in, when we, we met him at, uh, at Mercedes. I had a family tree to show him we were related. <laughs> it was hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> well, he, he took it really well, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, it was really good because his, uh, like, handler was there and uh, George was looking at the piece of paper and he said, oh, he said and his handler sort of said, oh, are you related? He said, it would appear so, yes. <laughs> He's never getting that question again. Do you know you're related to me? That's amazing. So I, I swear that this is a good thing. This is a good observation. Um, so as as most people know that George has started his own Twitch channel, um, and I'd noticed that um, there seems to be a bit of... Um, going back and forth with Mercedes at the moment, especially with Lando and George, I'm presuming for a specific reason. But I think they're really pushing George onto just just any little picture or bit of video or anything that's George-related. Mercedes are jumping on it straight away and like cropping it and sticking it out into the Twitterverse. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a plan for him already that we don't know about. And I think this whole thing with um, how things are happening and George is taking some extracurricular activities and them sharing it is a almost a look look at look at George look how great he is yeah he's just posted I, I a video on Instagram of himself making homemade pizza so look out for that <laughs> oh I've seen that already. <laughs> He was talking about that on his Twitch stream earlier on. His dad came in and said, remember, we're making pizzas. And he was like, oh, lads, I've got to go. I need to go make pizzas. And they proceeded to take the mickey out of him, which was quite funny. Um, (laughs) It looks um, good in fairness to him. I know. They look look like a wee pizza. 
Baker and give him Grosjean a run for his money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it actually looks like a really good deal. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but see, in all seriousness, so I definitely think that Mercedes are using this as an opportunity to um, put, and it's just, it's so strange because obviously Williams are still posting stuff of George's, but for Mercedes, who are a different team, to actively be like cropping content and posting it themselves on their Twitter channels. That's try that's trying to make a statement. That's just not sharing something for fun. That's showing that's showing something else entirely. Yeah. And I think they did share a couple of Lando things as well, from what I can remember too. Up and up until before this crisis hit. Um, I was firmly of the opinion that George Russell was going to be driving the Mercedes in 2021. I think that that yeah. may that may well get held off a year, and you know Bottas will be presented with another 12 month contract because it's another one to add to the collection. And I th- I think 2022 we'll see George Russell in the Mercedes. I, think... I don't think so. I think it's going to be next year. I don't know. I think I think Mercedes will. Repay Bottas for um, sticking around and give him one last full season if they manage to get a full season next year. I think I agree with Susie. I think that's what last year was was, was the repay playing of Bottas and not not wanting to take a massive risk on a rookie driver in Mercedes. Uh, we realistically, right, I don't know, is it was it two years that Bottas was at Williams before he went to Mercedes? Um, a few more than that, I think. I think it was, a three. was it three. Yeah, I think it was three, three maybe. So twenty thirteen, I think, was his first year in in Williams. I think. Yeah. That seems like ages so, ago. Twenty thirteen. Oh yeah. <laughs> but like it, it was it, it wasn't what you would call like not a risk sticking Bottas in the Mercedes anyway. So it, I, it's not like they're risk averse with putting a driver in. They just haven't had to do it again since. He did um, four four years at Williams. Yeah, I thought it was about well, four well, years. I didn't know it was that many. Jeez, was it as long as that? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> but it, I, I think George did what he could in that car last year. You know, he destroyed his teammate. Um, essentially, didn't didn't really make a lot of mistakes, you know, for a rookie year. Uh, he'll be in the simulator or he'll be doing whatever work he could have done up until uh, like lockdown sort of time uh, that he could have done for Mercedes. I would imagine that um, all the drivers now are being fed stuff so so they can still work with the team on home simulators. So he's probably still doing something for Mercedes now. So it, it doesn't... I, I think the idea of... The, because no no one might race this year, I think it's, all, it's going to be a risk. Anyone getting back into the car, because you take anyone out of a sport for an entire year and then throw them back into it, and you're going to get rust. So in that respect... They might as well just put Russell in. Do you think that Mercedes are potentially having a culture change that's going to happen at some point off the back of this new generation of drivers that are coming into the sport? Do you mean when Toto Wolf goes to uh, uh, Austin Martin? (laughs) (laughs) You're still trying to make that rumour happen. (laughs) Well... 
It's, it, it was a rumour that, that was was so so put out there that Toto had to deny it. So it's yeah, already floating so it's around. True. It's so true. If he had to deny it, it's true. <laughs> that is usually the general rule, but yeah, I'm I'm not feeling it. Is that not at one of those ones that Eddie Jordan Eddie Jordanism? Like if somebody says it that wasn't it's not true, then it is true. Yeah, but this one didn't come from Eddie Jordan. This one I think came from Bernie oh, Eccleston, which is a questionable source. Right, five five hours ago, Toto Wolf said he is committed to Mercedes for the short term. And they will be discussing contract options for beyond the end of this year when his contract runs out. They'd already started discussing them before the pandemic hit. And things will be picked up again at a later date. Oh, okay. So he's angling for a pay rise. Basically, yes. Uh -huh. mm, yeah. And, and oh, we well. know that... We know as well, don't we, that, that this is what's, uh, what Lewis Hamilton is hinging his contract talks on because he said he wants to know that there's going to be stability at Mercedes if he signs further past the end of 2020. Um, and that's, you know, that obviously all this might, might be delayed by a year. But uh, if Toto does go from Mercedes, that could unsettle the driver lineup and maybe George and Esteban could find themselves in at Mercedes if Lewis fancies, you know, Go in a Ferrari, should we say, before he retires? Um, or, or following Toto uh, to Aston Martin? Maybe. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, see, I actually think that there's going to be something huge that's just going to happen at Mercedes. We're going to wake up one day and we're going to see that Lewis is gone, and we're going to go, and we're going to see that Valtteri's gone. I think it's going to be the double whammy and a winner. I think they're both going to go at the same time. And the reason why I say that is because Mercedes are desperate for a culture shift. I think they are starting to see the benefit of the younger generation coming up. They're trying. They're starting to see that the fact that the fans, the new fans that are coming into sports, are more willing to to buy merchandise more willing to spend more money on different things um which are not maybe necessarily money makers of like fans of Lewis's generations and also I just think that they they're looking for a bit bit more from their drivers than what they're maybe getting and that's the thing Lewis has done his time in Formula One he's He's able to have that status where he does do his own thing and he takes a back back foot. But the thing that's still not sitting right with me right now is the fact that there's a big separation between the guys that are taking part and like helping put out content for people who are having a really hard time. And then you've got the likes of Lewis. Well, not Valtteri. He's doing his own thing. He's away in Valtteri land doing training camps with his girlfriend. And yeah. it looks like he's having the time of his life, which is great because he's he's not going to be a slob when he comes back. <laughs> he's going to be ripped. He's going to be a mountain man. He's going to be fab. We don't need to worry about him. He's doing his own thing and he's a different personality. But when you've got the likes of Lewis... Valtteri 3.0. Yeah, 3.5. <laughs> That time, I think we'll be at 3.5 but I think there's like the ones that are sitting and they're like they're like silver towers or gold towers or whatever like analogy you want to use for it when all the rest of them are all doing the hard work to keep the fans entertained to keep them engaged to keep keep them in a good space and to like mm. help put positivity out into the world 
when the, the that's the, like what I'm saying. There's the, this gap now, and the rest of them are just sitting there. The only issue, the only issue with that, and I, I do, I agree with you the way the new sort of breed of drivers are with each other. Like I think that um, it's nice to see drivers getting along. Like the, the you, some of Lando's Twitch stuff when he's ringing other drivers, you would have never seen like Michael Schumacher do something like that. Um, but the Twitch streams don't count for championship points, and until one of these drivers can come along and win half the races in a season like Lewis Hamilton can do, um, it doesn't matter. Plus, if they want a hat, if, that, if Mercedes want a hat salesman, Fernando's available. Well, the other <laughs> thing is, well, Lewis Hamilton is, you apart from Schumacher, I think Schumacher you can argue, but I think, I think um, Lewis has done it more than Schumacher in like in recent memory that he's transceded the sport but he is like David Beckham Michael Jordan type level of sporting celebrity now and that's invaluable to a company like Mercedes that's the sort of stuff that you stick especially given Lewis Hamilton's image as well you stick Lewis Hamilton next to a Mercedes on uh, in some sort of um like amazing looking house it's an aspirational thing you know that that's the sort of aspirational vision that sell units of these cars mm-hmm. yeah. I, do, I, 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 do, I don't think like funny tweets do that <laughs> mm, uh, yeah uh, yeah i get where you're coming from but i, I would uh, funny tweets he, he's, really like, my point. he's the but... best driver on the grid i think that that's the thing I don't like a culture change is only would only work if um, like Lando could fill Lewis Hamilton's boots. And I, I love not, Lando. I'm I not don't talking think about he's Lando, Lewis I'm talking about George. But George is George is a nice guy. But I, again, I don't think he's quite got. I don't think he's got the charisma to do that. Like the the Lando style thing. But he's got the but he's got part of the charisma, but he's also got part of the Lewis aspect to him as well. It was the fact that he can model a Tommy Hilfiger jumper and look great. Oh yeah, yeah. He, but we're not. It's not proven yet. You wouldn't. You wouldn't just stick him in a car and expect like to get Lewis Hamilton quality out, out of him. I don't. You know. I, I think Mercedes will do everything in their power to keep keep Lewis Hamilton in the same. I think Ferrari will do everything in their power to try and get him in a red vest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the virtual you, race. Oh, go on, sorry. You're talking about, obviously, the whole thing with Lewis Hamilton, like, being popular and all that stuff. I don't know if you saw Pointless this week, but actually more people said Lewis Hamilton than they did Michael Schumacher. Was it a Formula oh, yeah, One I, round? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think kind of proves the point there that you just talked about in terms of that is the fact that he is past Formula One now. He's he's David Beckham level, and oh, that's yeah. I think that's how when you see that he is more recognisable than Michael Schumacher, then that's I suppose that says something, doesn't it? Yeah, well, he just he, just the people he hangs around with as well. You know, like when you've got. A Formula One driver hanging around with like Kanye and stuff like that. You know, it's these things are what people notice. You know, they see that sort of thing. 
Yeah, I mean, he 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 is a brand, um, and pop. You know, props to him. He's, he's done it off his own back because he doesn't actually have a have an agent or a manager. He handles handles all his all his affairs himself, and he decides what publicity he? he's going to take care yeah. of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah he, he's it, his own personal trainer. He's his own manager. He doesn't have somebody there taking their ten percent for um, getting him to um, hold up a can of product. Mm. It's only him and Vettel, isn't it? Vettel does himself too. Yeah. Oh well, I get that. Although Vettel tends not to do a lot of advertising and promotion. Yeah. But yeah, all all the um, all the media work that he does, um, he he is his own agent. Well, that maybe answers a couple of questions about some of how he deals with some things. Sometimes I think yeah. maybe he could do with somebody on his corner, but I think, but in Vettel, I, Vettel, I totally get that. I get it. He doesn't really, he doesn't really talk too much publicly. Anything that he wants to put out to the fans, he does it through Ferrari, which I think is the right thing to do. Um, for him, it's the right strategy for him. He lives his wee quiet life in his house with his kids and his wife and. I think apparently builds things in his garage a lot um, from what I've heard so he's like a really sort of quiet life um, so for him to do that I totally understand that but for Lewis is about I think sometimes it, in theory doing things yourself might work but sometimes I think you need you, you, you need you need occasionally the sort of little voice of the conscience in your head mm-hmm. you know is that is yeah. this a good idea should you be doing this and if you're running everything yourself, um, you know, nine times out of ten, yeah, it's probably the right thing. One time out of ten, no, it isn't, and you could be screwed. He's, yeah. he's not made any major publicity gaffes. At least not that, not that I've noticed anyway, but... The Instagram one from a couple of years ago was was, was pretty bad. Oh, I mean, that's all actually, yeah. 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 yeah when, when that he, was just last year, was it not? Uh, was it last year? It was, it was yeah, before, uh, Christmas 2018 when he deleted... it was Christmas before last When he year. deleted everything. Yeah. Yeah, but the um, but, but going back to what we were saying about the next generation of drivers coming through, in the virtual, uh, the official virtual Formula One um, race, which is held at um, Albert Park, that, uh, that, well, that well-known that. Vietnamese circuit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, but Charles Leclerc won, and uh, you know he won by a big margin. And you know this is going back to what Lee was saying, you know, ten, fifteen minutes ago about you know until one of these guys can come through and start winning, you know, winning ha- half the races in a season as well as you know doing doing well in the in the esports i racing thing, then. You know, none of that matters. Well, you know, we've got, we've got somebody there who's won two races, two races last year, um, and you know, seven seven pole positions. Uh, you know, w- winning uh, an I race ahead of you know five other drivers who are you know on the F one grid, a, a former a former world champion. You know, so there th- 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 might be some a, a bit more to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he's not like he's not somebody who who does it very often. Um, he, he admitted himself, he's not like he, he plays the games, but not like online um so yeah he uh you know as that next generation thing goes Charles Leclerc did okay this weekend just gone yeah and one of the funniest things ever was watching him try to end his live stream on twitch it's pure <laughs> comedy so if anybody please go and watch it um, go and check out Charles Leclerc's <laughs> Twitch channel and look for his first stream. 
and just enjoy a couple of minutes of him fumbling about with his computer not knowing what he's doing <laughs> um, it's pure comedy it's and it just shows you another element of his personality as well but he is very competitive one thing that I've definitely noticed in watching their streams today when the guys are starting to mess about he's the one that's trying to get them to be serious and like come on let, let's do it properly safety car safety car let's do a safety car and then get everybody lined up again and he's very competitive um, he, and it's shining through over the rest of them when it comes to even just playing for fun online so I think that's going to carry him far of course, um, we can't go through this week without uh, without mentioning the great work that um, ex-McLaren boss Ron Dennis has done. Um, he's actually set up a scheme through his foundation to provide, what is it, a thousand meals a day to health workers over three months. He's put uh, about a million and a half pounds into this. And um, it's stunning. I mean, Chris, it even made you take back everything that you'd said about him on Twitter. Yeah, he's been the butt of some jokes on um, on this podcast in the past. Um, they are that's all they are. They are jokes, but uh, in times like this, it's it's worth remembering that um, you know that there are people putting their lives on the line um, in hospitals, in you know, from frontline care workers, etc. So for for Ron Dennis to do something, um, you know, that's going to benefit them. That's going to, you know, give them nutrition, nutritional food. Um, as I think he just said in that interview, we had we had a quick listen to. He's taking the restaurant to them um, because they can't they can't go anywhere. You know, hats off to the man. You know, mm-hmm. can't fault him at all for that whatsoever. Yeah. Um, yes, we had jokes about what happened with McLaren, but you know, well done, Ron Dennis. I can't do that. So. Yeah. Because not only that, um, they're working in partnership with Yodel to actually be able to deliver packages to NHS workers who are maybe in isolation at the moment after being exposed to coronavirus. So they'll actually be delivering packages to their homes um, for any like healthcare workers that are unwell at the moment, which I think is an amazing thing too. Um, but the fact that they're trying to deliver a million meals in three months is quite amazing and I think Formula One and our community as a whole has really really uh, come together whether it be the fans doing things together online uh, showing support the drivers rallying up uh, just rallying around uh, the public and the fans and and then also the teams who are involved in the ventilator scheme yeah we we didn't well. mention, we didn't mention that last week but quite a lot of the teams are now um, changing over their factories to um, produce much need much needed ventilators for well, not only the NHS in the UK, but I think they're making them available in Europe as well, um, which is fantastic. And something else that I've um, I found out about um, just sort of in the last few last few minutes today, uh, the Agnelli family that control Fiat have donated ten million euros to the um, Italian fight against the disease. So, wow. that, that, I mean, that is that is impressive. That is amazing. So it's yes, just it it's just good to see the whole motorsport as a community coming together. It is, yeah. I mean, it's great watching all these virtual sports and you know the e e um, i racing and esports and things like that. But at the end of the day, the, it's it's a distraction from you know the reason that we can't go racing for real um, because you know there's this terrible virus that is you know just just running rampant all around the world. And it's great to see that the people who are in a position to do something about it are doing something about it. 
Yeah, definitely. And I think, especially with the amount of technology that Formula One has as well, and in motorsport in general, it's so good that they can, they can in times of crisis, they can use that technology um, to really help um, and make a difference. And I know Jackie Stewart's always been very passionate about that, especially um, by him doing his, his work for dementia and Alzheimer's, that he's always been a believer that um, Formula One can be really beneficial within healthcare. Yeah. And I know Williams also have have worked, um, have got schemes that are not nothing to do with the uh, coronavirus stuff at the moment, but they've actually worked with hospitals. Um, and I think it is more in terms of an infrastructure type thing, like an organisational um, thing. That they actually, I think Claire Williams spoke about it in the last season of drive to survive i think the first season um or it might have been some other documentary or something where claire was talking about it um but they have got a close relationship with nhs as well so everybody's really stepping up and it's really amazing to see yeah i think um i think williams applied technology have actually um used their it was it was a system that they designed for more effective chiller cabinets in supermarkets, but they've actually refined that again um, for medical cold cabinets for um, low temperature medicine storage to make those more uh, make those more energy efficient and actually um, giving a better airflow with less yeah. power. It uses rear rear wing technology from Formula One cars. They have the air flows around the rear wing. They basically put loads of tiny little rear wings at the back of the fridges. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just so, so smart, so clever. But it just shows you that sport doesn't just have one purpose. Sport can can uh, benefit lives of many in different in different uh, capacities. Yeah, and it's it's great it's great to find out at, time, at times like these that sport is really giving something back. Yeah, have we got anything else to go through that's going on? Because I think I think we covered all the teams. We talked about the high racing. That's all the news. For that, now, that, surely. that is that is all the news. <laughs> Lee, can you Pretty tell much. Lee? Can you tell I'm filling for time in order for you to maybe get your iPad? set up and get a total yep. shunt in front no of you. No need to fill for time for me, mate. I'm a pro. Oh. You weren't last, be, you weren't, you weren't last was, week. That's why I did it this week. <laughs> no, I was just early for this week last week. That's why I'm much Lee, Lee is primed and ready to go. Right, so, Susie, you done, uh, you've done this before. You know how uh, who's a total shunt works? Yes. I'm sure we did one last <laughs> time. This one's in from Tom Horrocks. Oh. So... Hello, Tom. Hello, Tom. Hi, Tom. I was born. Yes. Yes. Great. Good start. Great start. In Germany, was that? Sorry. Yep. Okay. I started karting age three. Okay. I drove the ASL Merca Motorsport Formula Three Euro Series. I mean, this could be any German at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This, and I could guess. this is the second total shunt on the trot where they've started karting at three. Was Nico Rosberg born in Germany or did he just decide he was German one day? <laughs> this is a good question. <laughs> because because Keke Rosberg, I remember seeing that Keke put Nico in a car at a ridiculously young age and he actually had the outside of the Rosberg family home um, concreted so that Nico had somewhere to drive his car around the house. 
<laughs> I I think Nico was born in Germany, but I'm yeah. prepared to be wrong. Well, I think you're right. So it, I think I th- I, th- I thought he was born in Monaco. I thought he was Monegasque by no Mon- Monegasque by no. residence. And drove oh, under a, d- drove under a Monaco license at one point. Yeah, he's driven under a Finnish license at one point. If this is Nico Rosberg, I'm not playing the usual theme tune at the end. We are playing out with the Rosbergian national anthem. <laughs> yeah, we it's can like do Schrodinger's that. race, isn't it? If you put Nico Rosberg in a box, where does he come from? <laughs> <laughs> from which nation did he travel there? <laughs> Are we going for Rosberg? Uh, we, we, tell, tell you what, we'll go for the German Nico Rosberg. Yes, and then that still gives us at least another two Nico Rosbergs for later guesses. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I was once replaced by Michael Ammermuller. Yeah, he's, um, he's a Porsche Carrera Cup uh, driver. He's, usually, he's quite a good one. <laughs> he's one that doesn't live in the barriers. Yes. <laughs> and he would be I'm about... Self- the, same kind of age as Nico Rosberg. Okay. I'm a self-proclaimed crazy Beatle fan. Beatle or Beatles? I was gonna. I was gonna say, is, is, that, is that the VW or is that the She Loves You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are we spelling Beatle? She loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of Beatle. Right. I have it in my head. Vettel is a. Beatles I was about fan. to say the same thing. Yeah, he love. He he just loves music though. He's as an well. anglophile as well, isn't he? He loves everything so British. He, is. Yeah. he loves British comedy. He's he, he loves Faulty Towers and all that and, and all the classic British comedy and, and and British music. So Sebastian Vettel might be a good shout. My three heroes are Michael Jordan. The three Michaels. Uh, Mike, Michael Jackson and Michael Schumacher. So yeah, it so, is Vettel. So Vettel then. Yeah, I think we were yeah. looking at Sebastian Vettel. Michael. Is that your guess? Michael Jordan? Would he say that he liked Michael Jordan? He's got a basketball court at his house. Him and Martin Brundle did a, a feature there once. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> don't don't forget when um, the last year's um, Formula One, when Vettel and Leclerc were um, driving each other around in a car, and they couldn't decide what music to listen to because Vettel yeah. liked the older stuff, and Leclerc liked yeah, but the older like, stuff like, was like, like the offspring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a random choice. But yeah, he, he was he was putting stuff on from like the eighties as well. But um, so, so the Michael Jackson fan thing would tie in with that too. Yeah, I think Vettel would work. Yeah, yeah, could yeah. Second guess, Vettel. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It is Vettel. Yeah. <laughs> I once crashed a rouge, a rouge, and a piece of debris almost am- amputated part of my body. Oh dear. Ouch. That sounds not good. Mm. Uh, I recorded a voiceover in my native language for the movie's car two. Cars it's, uh, two S- Sebastian Schnell, it's I believe, Vettel. is the name, is the character. It's, it's Vettel, because Vettel yeah. did do that, didn't he? Yeah. Did Lewis do the British version and Sebastian did, so. did the German version? And it wasn't surpri- Number nine. I, wouldn't I surprise test, me if I they... tested it. Listen to the quiz master. <laughs> I tested for Salba, aged 18, and number 10... Uh, I hold the record for the uh, in Formula One for the shortest uh, time in a career before reaching receiving a penalty. I didn't know that. Pit, yeah, uh, would you like to give me a pit, yeah. Lane. Yeah, yeah, pit lane speeding penalty in pit his lane, f- it was, yeah. yeah pit lane speeding penalty in his first race because um, 
Wasn't that one of the... Uh, the was. Yeah, F1 did the watch along with that the other night, the other week, the other day. I'll get there. Are we going for Vettel? It's Vettel. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's got yep. to be. Yeah, it's Vettel. You've got two easy ones there. It was an easy one last week as well, wasn't it? It was Leclerc last week. Right, we've done, we've done, yeah, Fer- yeah. We've done Ferrari, so if you want to send in a total shun on any other, any other driver that isn't currently in a Ferrari, because <laughs> <laughs> we've got those nailed, how do you send them in? You can tweet me at a total shunt or you can send me a PM on Instagram at a total shunt. Excellent. And if you want to get hold of the rest of us, you can email the show, threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com. Uh, we're at threelegsfourwheels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And individually, we are all at Sean Cowper, at Flood21, at Pablo100. And Susie, you are at Susie. A.D. Kennedy, and I will never forgive myself for putting my middle initials in that Twitter handle. It's such a pain to say. <laughs> and, um, right, I think that, that, about, uh, that about does us for this week. Just a quick reminder on Formula Lee before we, uh, before we disappear. It's a lap in the dry in Bahrain in the 2004 Ferrari, and you've still got until next Monday at 7 o'clock UK time to get the times into us. And not that you're up against stiff competition this week, but one of the early times it's been sent in is top 10 in the world on the PC. Well, that's not put people off, has it? So second place, <laughs> second place is up for grabs. <laughs> or top nine in the world. Or top nine in the world. <laughs> yeah, if you're on the PC, you're probably going to have to go some, so uh, get the Xbox Xbox and PlayStation out. Um, we'll be back next week. God knows what we'll have to talk about. Susie, once again, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a good laugh speaking to you when you're on here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me again. It's always so much fun. And uh, right, we'll see you next week. Stay safe and uh, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.